Hello, we are 8Ball and welcome to our podcast. For us at this age in our lives, it feels strange to imagine being pregnant or planning a successful conception. Even though we're not at that stage of life yet, we want you to think about the risks of becoming a mother. Pregnancy in general is a huge gamble, a bet that has the potential to end a woman's life. Today we are going to be talking about maternal mortality. We'd like to start off by making a bold blanket statement. We understand that not everyone is physically capable of conceiving a child or even wants to. However, this doesn't mean that all people with penises and testes or all people that can but don't want kids at all can just tune this issue out as it doesn't affect their own physical beings directly. We can guarantee for all of you listening that there will come a day where at least one woman in your lives will end up pregnant. And when that day comes, we believe it's important for everyone involved in the soon-to-be mother's life to be educated about the risks that come with pregnancy, specifically after birth. In the arrival of a newborn, as much as we are gaining one of nature's most beautiful bounties, we are also always at risk of the biggest tragedy of them all, a loss of life. We know this goes without saying, but death is hard on everyone, and that can lead to a multitude of mental illnesses such as depression and anxiety that hamper a healthy mental state. As stated by the CDC, maternal mortality is explained as, quote, the death of a woman during pregnancy, at delivery, or soon after delivery is a tragedy for her family and for society as a whole, end quote. This is why we want to bring awareness to this issue in public health because it truly does affect families and communities as a whole, not just mothers alone. For this podcast episode, we wanted to focus on the population of women who experience complications postpartum that result in maternal death. Out of the number of deaths amongst the three groups of women listed by the CDC, whose cause of death is in relation to their newfound motherhood, more than half of these deaths occur postpartum. That's why we directed our research on the subgroup of new mothers, as we feel they are not given anywhere near enough attention or care. Everyone is so concerned about a pregnant woman while she's still caring, but once she gives birth, all the focus shifts onto the newborn. This is understandable as newborns are extremely fragile, however, new mothers are just as vulnerable at this stage, if not more. Their bodies just completely shape-shifted over the course of their pregnancies, and now those same bodies are the single most vital life source for their newborn. We need to do better and expand our attention to encompass the livelihood of new mothers just as we do for newborns. This feels rhetorical to reiterate, but the newborn's life is quite literally contingent on the well-being of the mother, so why aren't we focusing on the life that is keeping the other alive? To start off, we'd like to discuss current maternal mortality rates and why we need to adjust Medicaid coverage postpartum for the betterment of all new moms in the country. The Commonwealth Fund tells us that globally, maternal mortality has decreased by 42% since 1990, which is good news, right? We thought so too until we learned that, unfortunately, we cannot say the same for our new mothers here in the U.S. We are the only developed country whose maternal mortality rate has increased over this period. After decades of impressive progress, Starting in 1930, the rate of deaths was 600 per 100,000 births, which came down to only 8 deaths per 100,000 births in 1990. This, however, was the start of a concerning trend in which over the last 30 years, the rate has ticked up to 13.8 deaths per 100,000 in 2020. With all of the new medical and technological advancements that have been made over the span of the past few decades, we should be moving closer to a rate of zero and not further away. These rates are absolutely unbelievable, we know. With an increasing GDP, we should in theory be growing wealthier as a society. And with increasingly effective medica medical procedures, our MMR should be on the decline as well. Yet somehow it gets even more disheartening because a portion of, the, of these debts are easily preventable. We recognize that there are other difficult factors that are concerned with deep-rooted issues within the U.S. healthcare system and education structure that will be more difficult to rectify. 
As with all infrastructural issues in the government of a country, this will be a multi-generational problem to solve. However, there are actions we can take right now that are feasible and easily implementable that can make strides towards making an impact for mothers and their families in our country. With an extended access to Medicaid coverage for postpartum women, we can decrease the number of postpartum maternal deaths. In the United States, the overarching consensus amongst our healthcare system that has been adopted by insurance companies and healthcare providers is that the postpartum period for a woman lasts eight weeks, as the bulk of the effects of pregnancy on most of the organ systems have returned to their original state prior to the pregnancy and delivery. As we mentioned previously, though, more than half of maternal deaths, specifically 52% of them, happen postpartum, and of that 52%, 12% of the deaths occur once the mother has surpassed her Medicaid coverage of the given 60-day period. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists is a professional association of physicians who specialize in medicine, physiology, and surgery that pertains to the functions and diseases of women and girls. They have said that they consider postpartum care to be up to 12 weeks, as all of a woman's organ systems do not return to their pre-pregnancy state by the end of eight weeks. In an article from the Journal of Prenatal Medicine, they state that the postpartum period lasts in three different but continuous phases, with the third phase extending up to 26 weeks long. During our research, we've learned that there are many health issues women are facing postpartum that occur past the period of Medicaid coverage that contribute to the maternal mortality rate. We urge for this expansion to ensure that all mothers have readily available and accessible care throughout their journey of postpartum recovery. In doing so, we expect to see a decrease in the 12% of maternal deaths occurring past the span of Medicaid coverage, and in turn ensuing a decrease in the overarching 52% rate of maternal mortality postpartum. To better understand the severity of the issues that can lead to death for a postpartum mother, we want to talk a little about a few of the conditions that we found during our research. A major complication that is frequently seen in women postpartum is hemorrhaging, which is excessive amounts of bleeding for a mother shortly after giving birth. This can happen to a new mother anytime up to 12 weeks postpartum. Hemorrhaging is a slippery slope, as women will oftentimes not start to bleed until once they are discharged from the hospital and will not always realize the severity of the situation until it has reached a life-threatening place. Besides hemorrhaging, another common issue we'd like to highlight are pelvic floor disorders, which happen when the muscles or connective tissues of the pelvic area are weakened or are injured. Although incontinence is common in postpartum due to stress on the pelvic floor during labor, many women suffer more severe damage than others. Childbirth is one of the most strenuous instances causing pelvic floor trauma that can lead to the development of a pelvic floor disorder. An article from the International Urogynecology Journal states that vaginal birth is the most frequently shared risk factor for all PFDs. In an article published by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, they state that the pelvic floor of most women takes up to six months to recover. PFDs aren't known to directly lead to death. However, if left untreated, they can cause long-term colon damage or pelvic floor infection, both of which can end up in life-threatening complications nearing or resulting in death. Beyond our proposal of Medicaid expansion to ensure that new mothers do not slip through the cracks of the healthcare system during postpartum, there remain deep disparities in how the U.S. conducts maternal care as compared to other developed countries. The U.S. healthcare system has an overall shortage of maternity care providers relative to the births. More specifically, we are suffering from a severe dearth of midwives. Historically, the U.S. has prioritized physician-led care for women. However, the World Health Organization has said that they recommend midwives as an evidence-based approach to reducing MMR. 
In other developed countries with proportionally significantly lower rates of maternal mortality, such as France or Switzerland, there are more midwives available for women, where in the U.S. we have eight times less. The corresponsibility of midwives in these countries is to provide care and assistance for mothers starting postpartum. This care lasts up to eight weeks, which is important to note because the average duration of a labor and delivery hospital stay with no complications only lasts 24 to 48 hours. The visits from midwives for the eight weeks postpartum are a physical and educational resource for new moms, and in some cases can be a life-saving factor during their recovery. In most comparable countries with lower maternal mortality rates than ours, they have an outnumbering amount of midwives in comparison to OBGYNs, which is why we are bringing attention to this deficit. It is unfortunate that along with our existing scarcity of midwives, we do not have national insurance in place to cover the cost of a midwife. The care of a midwife is only covered by some state Medicaid programs and certain health plans of an individual insurer. Although we cannot supply our healthcare system with an influx of midwives, we urge for an inclusion of midwife costs across all Medicaid programs. With this, we are bound to see a surge of professionals inclined to pursue midwifery, hopefully battling our current lack of. So we know that there is a plethora of issues that women experience postpartum that are not covered by Medicaid. This is because it is considered to be past their timeline and defined weeks after birth that women are allowed to experience complications from the aftermath of their delivery. In doing so, it puts new moms in a position where they are being told by their insurance and providers that they are outside of their time frame to be experiencing major issues, and it leads to the assumption that they are healthy without anything to worry about. It also gives rise to another issue of some women who might be reluctant to seek out care for concerns regarding their postpartum recovery in fear of the additional financial burdens it can lead to. Societally, we need to shift the paradigm to understanding postpartum care as lasting up to 12 weeks. As of now, our systems of postpartum care are largely dependent on the insurance company status quo of eight weeks. This is somewhat arbitrary. This is a somewhat arbitrary time frame decided based on the finances and profits of insurance companies. We should be more focused on following what our medical professionals are advising rather than what's beneficial for the wallets of major health insurance companies. That starts at the federal level, widening the time frame of postpartum Medicaid coverage to set the precedent. Luckily for us, our democratic nation reserves our right to voice concerns with our governmental structures, programs, and policies. As the masses, we have the ability to incite fundamental change by pressuring for the proposal and passing of laws. Regardless of where you identify on a political spectrum, the well-being of new moms is an issue that can be taken to both ends. From a conservative standpoint, family is a value, value stronger than no other. Lack of access to care for postpartum during postpartum for mothers threatens the family dynamic. On the other hand, from a liberal stance, the expansion of care leads us one step closer to reaching a healthcare system as encompassing as universal healthcare. We encourage everyone listening to contact their local and state officials and push for our proposal and others alike. Some form of this legislation is already moving through Congress. Recently, Biden and Harris have noted that maternal mortality is a key healthcare issue. The Biden-Harris administration seems to have predicted our call to action with a new proposed, quote, birthing friendly, end quote, designation that will be decided individually amongst hospitals across the country that are deemed responsible and reliable in committing to increased maternal health outcomes and high quality maternal health practices. Although it was recently introduced by the vice president at the first maternal health committee meeting, April 11th, it still fuels the necessity of increased health equity standards for new mothers. For example, the main measure being implemented includes a plan that extends coverage beyond the, three, beyond the current three months. 
Administrator Brooke Lashure says, quote, the American Rescue Plan gives states an easier pathway to extend coverage to 12 months after a pregnancy, end quote. Even as the current administration is finally coming to terms with this pressing issue by taking the small step of introducing, quote, birth, birthing friendly, end quote, it's up to every single listener present to call your local and state representatives and push for maternal mortality to become a widely recognized issue and urge for inclusive adjustments made to existing Medicaid coverage. We have the moral responsibility to make this change possible. Here's some information about who to contact. For Georgia residents, you can contact House of Representatives Clyde and Heiss and Senators Warnock and Ossoff. For local Athens residents, our representatives in the state house are Gaines, Fry, and Widower, and the two in the state senate are Koser and Jin. You can contact any of these officials by calling the phone number of your local and state government office and request to speak with them. If you aren't in Georgia, please refer to your designated government office with any questions, comments, or concerns. Every single call matters. Maternal mortality is such a horrible issue that continuously gets swept underneath the rug. With the help and individual efforts of everyone listening, we can create change and a lasting difference. If you have any questions about this issue and others similar, or would like to research the topic any further than what we've discussed, check out the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, PubMed, World Health Organization, and the Commonwealth Fund for more information. We hope you were able to take away a newfound concern and care for the issue of maternal mortality. We appreciate your time and thank you for listening. It's been a blast speaking with you, and 8Ball thanks you.